you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No greater love has excuse me, no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves, because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name he will give you. This is my command, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The history of our faith continues to grow from the Acts of the Apostles. And the reality of it is, although the church is, was and still is under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, there's tension. There was tension in the first century. There's probably tension, probably. There's tension now in the church. Um, forget the church and the world for a second. Separate that. The, we're not talking about political issues, secular issues. We're talking about the church, the, the, the believers. So in the early centuries of the church, the, the confusion came in. Every, every generation has its own confusion. The confusion came in as to whether those who were not um, Jews, authentic Jews, could be brought into the church through baptism. And some of the belief was, well, if they're not Jews, they have to be circumcised and understand the covenant and then be baptized. That was the conflict, and the church settled it eventually uh, through drawing lots and through prayer. And I like the way they, they said it. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and us. So the Holy Spirit acts through the church, through us, through people. So eventually, like today's uh, selection from Acts of the Apostles, shares with us that the apostles in Jerusalem decide to get representatives and send them out. And if you think about it, it's like the early church just beginning to send out bishops, in a sense. And the early apostles, we believe, were the model for bishops sent out throughout the world to bring the word of Christ and to settle issues. Okay, so that's the history that's going on. But to know that there was conflict and the Holy Spirit was relied upon, God's Holy Spirit coming to us, giving us the grace to say, it's not my side or your side. When we put our minds together and we pray over it, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to make a, a discerned decision. And that's important for us, that we still have the Holy Spirit in our lives today to assist us in making any major decision, any major decision that we need to make we give it to the Holy Spirit first, and we ask the Holy Spirit 
as the third person of the Blessed Trinity to guide us and guide our thinking and, and our discernment in anything we do. Going to school, making a decision for marriage, making a decision for a college of your choice, um, a job, anything, anything. But of course, we keep it focused on the church and our prayer. <clears throat> so take that idea also and look at the physical parishes, our churches. They're closed now because of the COVID virus, but we want them open. Yes, we're not going to be haphazard about that. We're going to be very cautious under the guidance of our bishops, their understanding from our political leaders, medical staff. Okay. But in the meantime, we have to keep the Holy Spirit alive in our homes, in our houses, and in our prayers, our houses of worship, the domestic church, the early church called it, or the Vatican II Council called it. When we pray as a family, it's our domestic, our home church. Okay, And this goes back to the early gatherings of the apostles when they used to gather in people's homes, and that was the domestic church. So where two or three are gathered in the name of Christ, that's the church. When we're home, it's the domestic church. When we're in our parishes, it's the parish church, our parish community. So we bring our Holy Spirit prayers there with us. But we pray to the Holy Spirit wherever we are. And of course, we here at home and you at home, as we pray, one of the most important intentions is consistently our healthcare providers, our nurses and staff of hospitals and our medical uh, assistants in every field, every field, essential workers. I mean, people who, you know, it's, it's easy to go out and buy a, a piece of food, whatever it is. The shelves are stocked. Our government is, is providing incentives for farmers to keep producing, even though some of the, the methods of carrying the food to the markets is different. But we, when that happens, pray to the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't take a political perspective. Oh, it's, it's the president, it's the governor, it's the mayor, blah, blah, blah. No, pray that the Holy Spirit is guiding their decisions, guiding the, the farmers, guiding the healthcare providers, guiding the essential workers. You and I have a job here. We may not be out in the trenches with all of these people, the essential workers, but our prayers have to be. And as the Holy Spirit guided the early church from that little group of abandoned apostles to who we are today throughout the world, the Holy Spirit is still with us, but the Holy Spirit wants to hear from us. That's how the purpose of our prayer every day. And as we have always said, all prayers directed to the Father, imitating Jesus through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the person of the Blessed Trinity that guides us and, and inspires us to pray. Okay, you're going to hear this again on Sunday, the selection of the Gospel, Jesus talking about his mission to us and his mandate to us. And we'll build on that in that homily. But the mandate we hear from Jesus today, and this selection of the gospel comes from the, the um, Last Supper, John the Evangelist's rendition of the Last Supper. And Jesus has a major command for us. And doesn't tell us to build a tower, doesn't tell us to build a shrine, doesn't tell us to walk on our knees anywhere, doesn't tell us to give up food. He says, love one another. 
That's his command. And he combines it with something that he eventually will do, and we see being done today in our world. The greatest example of love is to lay down one's life for the person you love. That doesn't always necessarily mean physically laying it down in death, as Jesus did, but our, our health care providers, our nurses, are certainly laying down their lives. People who have come out of retirement in the medical field certainly laying down their lives, not laying them down and giving them up, but putting them forward, putting their lives forward. That's why our prayer for them is so important. And we are next in line to show our love for one another. Some families might have tension now during these times at home. How many games can you play? How many, how many meals can you eat together? How many chores can get accomplished? How, how, how clean are your shelves and how can you reorganize your closets? How many times? It's two months so far. And yet, our love for each other is the underlying connection that holds us together. And when we are getting on each other's nerves, when we're stepping on each other's toes, either physically or metaphorically, love should be the guide. We're Christians. People have to know we love one another by our actions, not our words only, by our actions. How we care for one another, how we care for our parishes, how we care for those who are ill, how we connect with those who are lonely. This is what a Christian does. So we're, we're, we're ratcheted up a little more during the coronavirus period to show our love to the world and, and our immediate families as well. To realize that one of the greatest sins that all of us knows very well is egotism or narcissism. And narcissists and nar narcissistic actions are very detrimental. And basically, basically, I'm not going to give the psychological rendition of it, but it's all for me, and I have no empathy for you. Basically, that's a narcissist. And we're living in community, whether the community is religious or family. We have to not be narcissists. We have to be considerate. We have to follow the, the mandate of Christ, love one another, which means get over on the other person's side. Not think like he or she thinks, because we can't do that. But if we know what he or she needs, what is the cost to give it? Whether it's time, whether it's sitting, whether it's playing, whether it's doing things together, cleaning the house, praying, reading. If your partner or your other family members are requesting it and you all have time to do it, why not? What does it take to show your love for one another? But I also want to put it on the other person's side. So those of us who who think we have it all down, who, who know all the answers, get off your high horse and realize that your mandate, as well as everyone else's in the family's mandate, is to love one another with patience and understanding. And that means, just watch my mouth closely, that means sometimes we have to do this. Bite our tongues. Not literally, don't draw blood. But really, bite our tongues and not say what we want to say from our gut, but say what should be said from our hearts. And that is, my mandate 
is to love one another. Let's love one another during this coronavirus. Let's show our respect for each other during this period of isolation. We're here and God calls us together and we're here in the presence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.